Hello there, my friends. It's your buddy Phil here, Project Management Training Coach. It's a pleasure to speak to you again today on the PMP Exam Radio Show. Last episode, we talked about the people domain in the PMP Exam Content Outline. And today we're going to be focusing on the process domain. Remember, it's a very quick boost, but I want to give you some insights into what to look out for and to get you to be more confident in your preparation. So taking a look at the PMP exam content outline, you know it's broken down into people, process, business. Just as a very quick reminder, we know that the people domain is 42%, the process domain is 50%, and business is 8%. So let's take a look at the process domain. Taking a look at the process domain, you can see that this is 50% of the exam. And the very first task is execute the project with urgency. The urgency required to deliver business value. When you're taking a look at task one in process, you almost immediately have to think in an agile fashion because agility is all about responding to what is needed as needed. So you've got to assess the opportunities And based on the opportunities you assess, you could choose to deliver incrementally. You could choose to deliver it one time if that is what is most appropriate. And you could choose to deliver it in frequent small increments or frequent smaller increments. What I mean by this is delivering, let's say, in smaller increments of a day or two days or delivering in small increments of a week or two weeks. You see, there's a difference. Even when you deliver, you could deliver in very tiny little pieces, like a stream of tiny little pieces, or you could deliver in small pieces, not tiny, but they're still small. You see what I mean? Now, this definition is encapsulated in the Agile Practice Guide. When you take a look at page 19, and page 18, right? And you read those definitions. There's actually a table in the Agile Practice Guide that breaks down iterative, predictive, incremental, and agile. The difference between how incremental and agile is described is in this frequent smaller deliveries versus frequent small deliveries. Incremental is all about get it out in increments smaller. When you take a look at Agile in context as needed, we use the term small, and they use that to distinguish between two. Now, someone might say it's a little bit finicky, but I quite like it because it calls your attention to the importance of incremental delivery, incremental value, okay? So task one is all about looking at your project and saying, should we deliver this using agile, iterative, incremental, predictive. All right. And then it says, support the team to subdivide project tasks as necessary to find the MVP, the minimum viable product. Some products, you know they're viable right from the get-go. But in instances where you're not sure a product is viable, you need to have either a conversation a prototype, some sort of tinier version of the whole to understand and get feedback to to know if that product is viable. 
Is it something that will fly in the market? Is it something that customers would want? Is it something that is a viable product to deliver value, to bring in, be it revenues or benefits or satisfaction? And that is what MVP is all about. And there are many different terms to be aware of in Agile, but MVP is all about feedback. Minimum marketable product is what is the minimum amount of product we need to release that is marketable, that people will gravitate towards in the first instance. What's the minimum amount we put out? So the logic is don't wait till you've got every single release. Maybe you just release one part, one feature set, and that's a minimum marketable product, right? Or maybe you have to release four or five feature sets before it is looked at as a marketable product. And that would delay your entry into the market space. You see, there's a difference between MMP, is this marketable as a product, versus MVP, is this viable as a product? So when you understand a product is viable, what's the minimum amount to put out? And then we have another term, MMF, minimum marketable feature, which is the product is released. What is the minimum amount of features that we add as some sort of increment to release it to the marketplace? So all of these terms, they are important in really understanding task one. All right. Task one is probably the longest one. Let's go to task two, manage communications. For this, you need to be aware of how communications exists in the world of predictive. So we have planned communications, management, manage communications, monitor communications. You've got to know those pretty well, right? And then you need to understand how communication flows. Um, how does communication flow in an organization from portfolio down to program, down to project, to operations and back. You also need to understand in the world of Agile, how does communication flow? How does it exist? Basically, every ceremony in the world of Scrum is a communication vehicle, whether it's your sprint planning, your daily Scrum, the sprint itself, the retrospective, the sprint review, they're all vehicles for communications. The next one is assess and manage risks. The summary of this is know everything in risk management. Understand the nuts and bolts of plan risk management, identify risks, perform qualitative, perform quantitative risk analysis, plan risk responses, implement risk responses, and even monitor risk. Understand the nuts and bolts of those. And then in the world of agile, understand how risk is managed. Understand that when we look at product backlog items, for example, we should also look at them through a risk lens. Those that are risky, but high value, you want to do those first. Those that are not as risky and are high value, you want to think of doing those next. Those that are high risk and low value, you don't want to do those, do you? Because those might end up being less bang for the buck. So you want to do those that are low risk, low value before thinking about those that are high risk, low value, if that makes sense to you. So the way we look at risk, we look at risk as built into a lot of the framework, whether you're working with Kanban or you're working with Scrum 
or you're working with TDD or FDD, a lot of these have inherent mechanisms built in to either the ceremonies or the practices. The next one is engage stakeholders. We talked about this a little bit earlier um, in the last episode. In this one, think about identify risks um, and think about how the stakeholders come into this process because as you're identifying risk, what should you do? You should also bring stakeholders in. That's a way you can engage them. It's also where you should analyze their risk appetite, stakeholder risk appetite. So what we have listed in task four, it goes kind of beyond this. This is just an, a nice start. So you identify stakeholders, you analyze them, categorize them, um, engage them. But you also need to remember the pretty standard processes identify stakeholders plan stakeholder engagement manage stakeholder engagement and monitor stakeholder engagement task five plan and manage budget and resources this is really all about cost management so you have plan cost management estimate costs determine budget and control costs and you need to be aware of all of those um, those formulas for earned value be really well aware of them all right next one here manage plan and manage schedule. So plan and manage schedule, again, you have six processes in schedule management. You gotta know them all. You gotta know what you get from them all. You gotta know how you deal with them all. So when you take a look at plan and manage schedule from an agile lens, it's important to see this as built into the process. We in the world of Agile, we talk about roadmaps. We talk about the, the Agile onion where we plan at different levels. But when it comes to scheduling, planning at the roadmap level is something that pretty much cuts across the entire endeavor. But coming down to the product backlog and the sprint backlog, when we talk about the sprint backlog, that's when you need to begin thinking about um, the aspect of tasks. So the summary is when you take a look at schedule management from the perspective of Agile, it's when you get to the sprint backlog that you really begin thinking about tasks um, and not every team goes down to that level. But in the PEMBOK Guide 6th edition, it shows you how the roadmap is broken down. So you think about the higher level uh, release, then you, you think about the um, iterations within the release, you think about the features within the iteration, you think about the story. So, so how all that comes together is very important as well. Moving on to plan and manage quality of products and deliverables, I want to encourage you to look into the annexes in the Agile Practice Guide where you have the breakdown of the Agile Manifesto values and principles and how those map to specific practices and aspects in the world of Agile. Uh, that is talked about quite a bit in two images, two tables uh, in the annex that I would highly advise you look at in the Agile Practice Guide, where it shows the uh, values and how those map to practices. And in fact, let me show that to you really quick. So for those of you who are able to watch the video via YouTube, um, just take a look right there on the screen. You can see this is Annex um, A2. 
table A2-1 on page 98. And the same thing on page 98, you have the, again, manifesto information, uh, the principles on the left, and the section in the uh, actual Agile practice guide. You see that? So it shows you how the principles map to certain practices. I would highly recommend that. It will help you in the long run. All right, let's move back into the next task. Scope management, all I'll say at a high level is understand how scope is managed uh, across those six processes of scope. Integration, again, this is really code for integration management with respect to planning. Number 10, manage project changes. Highly recommend knowing the flow for change requests. I have a video for this out on YouTube. If you Google change management, Prazion within YouTube, you should find those videos. If I'm able to, I will put a link uh, under this media so that you can find these things I'm talking about. Plan and manage procurement. Again, there's a video out there. If I'm able to, I will put the link below. But for the exam, definitely understand agile contracts, flexible contract arrangements, and how those work. Manage project artifacts. Know the three artifacts, for example, of Scrum, those artifacts that are peculiar to Scrum and those that are more peculiar to predictive. Uh, really understand page 89. Know what those artifacts are and what they do for you. Task 13, determine appropriate project methodology. Again, boils down to page 18 and 19 in the Agile Practice Guide. Knowing when a project should be agile, predictive, iterative, incremental is important. Task 14, establish project governance structure. Understanding that governance is a framework within which authorities are exercised and understanding the types of governance. Project governance is really what we should be thinking of more as project managers understanding escalation paths and thresholds number 15 managing project issues again the dig civ approach defining the problem identifying the root cause generating alternatives choosing the best alternative implementing the alternative and verifying solution effectiveness all of this is talked about in 8.2 in manage quality under problem solving the tool and technique i just call it the dig civ approach dixiv approach I also have a podcast uh, episode on the DIGCIV approach. Look for it. Task 16, ensure knowledge transfer for project continuity. is all about knowing and understanding the vehicles for knowledge transfer, the managed project knowledge process, understanding how knowledge is transferred across a project, understanding the usefulness of retrospectives, when the team comes together to share lessons learned and things like that. But of course, you do know that the way we look at this in Agile is different from predictive. In Agile, we don't necessarily document all of this information and share it far and wide. It's internal, close-knit to the team. We keep it close to the vest. Uh, we're not airing early laundry or putting stuff in documents. It works differently. But the bottom line is discuss the project, um, understand expectations, uh, confirm the approach for knowledge transfers, and just copiously share knowledge. You know, you've got um, not only retrospectives, but you also have sprint reviews, 
where you can share knowledge customer to team. You can also share knowledge across the daily scrums, things like that. Last but not least, we have plan and manage project or phase closure and transitions. And this is all about managing the closure, close project or phase, understanding final product service or result transitions, the final report, uh, understanding uh, regression analysis and things like that. Regression analysis helps you understand why you got the results you got. And of course, uh, retrospectives, closing out you know, with a knowledge and uh, retrospective uh, ceremony, it is just going to help any team um, better close out and move to the next thing, right? The thing about Agile is at any point in time, we are ready to close because we don't do it one time. We do it incrementally. We do it iteratively um, over the period of the project, over the period of the stream of value we're releasing, We're always going back to make sure that we are indeed ready to close out that chapter. Anyway, that's that. I hope this helps you. I know it's been a bit of a whirlwind, but there's so much stuff to cover. It cannot all be done in just a few minutes. If you feel you need more training or coaching, go on down to the Praiseon website, P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N.com. Sign up for our course, PMP Exam Prep Camp, or any of the other vehicles that you find on our website. Thank you very much. Speak to you soon. Bye for now.